Hey, hey, hey. What's up, world? It's your girl, T. Sierra, and I'm back with another episode of Locked and Loaded. Today's episode number seven. We are more than halfway through season number one, and it went by extremely fast, actually. It wasn't until I was in the car driving today that I realized, like, oh my God, I'm on episode seven. I said that my seasons would be 10 episodes long, and I only have three more to go. Jesus. And I missed a week, and it still flew by. But, I mean, I guess they say time flies when you're having a good time. Well, at least I am. This week's episode is a little more personal. So I initially started the podcast to kind of be like a journal, diary, or a getting to know me kind of thing. So I figure I can't give you me without giving you all of me in the real me. I want to say it's been about a year now. July 4th of last year will make a, made it a year. So it's been a little over a year that I've been dealing with something that I've actually been dealing with since about 14 Only now am I starting to deal with it more because it has since become a reality. July 4th last year, my dad, well, the man who's been raising me since I was two, who I always thought was my dad, finally confirmed to me that he, in fact, was not my biological father. I don't really remember how the conversation came about. I know we were in the car And we had just come back from dropping Aubrey back off to his dad as the weekend ended. Again, like I said, I don't remember how the conversation started. But nonetheless, I asked him if he was my dad. And his response was, well, I thought you knew that I wasn't. Now, to give you some backstory... I am 32. I'm sorry. At the time, I was 32 years old. As of now, I'm 33. I'm the oldest, first daughter, first grand, first everything. The first time it was brought to my attention that my dad could possibly not be my dad was by accident, I would say, because he I don't feel like he under he knew or I don't even think he was thinking about it, but I remember going to a lawyer with my dad and I had to be about eight. We were in this office and the guy asked my dad, when did him and my mom meet? And he told him that they met in 1989. So again, I said, I'm 33. I was born in 1987, which would have made me two years old at the time that they met. But eight year old me, you know, not being able to fully process or understand what was being said, I didn't piece it together. Then the topic was brought up to me again at about 14. And one of my relatives, I was spending a night over their house. And again, I don't really know how the conversation came about. Whatever happened, I guess she felt she felt that I needed to know. She was like, you know, Ike's not your dad. 
and me being me, I went home the next day and I repeated it to my mom and I asked her a question. And instead of her having a conversation with me then, I initially got in, in trouble for it. And at the time, because of her reaction, you know, I assumed that there might have been some truth to it because had it not been, she would not have reacted the way that she did. And then what it ended up doing is me in my teenage adolescent years, I took my anger, my frustration out on my dad and he didn't have anything to do with it. I was still angry at him because back then I didn't know how to deal with my anger, my frustration or be angry or frustrated with the person who was the cause of it. And because my mom was my mom and at the time back then she did no wrong in my eyes, I I obviously wasn't going to be upset with her. But anyway, I just started lashing out at him. It wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 when we finally started establishing some type of a relationship. At that time, uh, I was dating this guy. I got pregnant from him. I had to be 21. I was like 20 or 21 at the time. I can't I can't remember ex- the exact age. I got pregnant from him. My mom kicked me out because that's what she does, you know. She doesn't know how to talk to people. Her way of resolving things is yelling, fussing, belittling, cussing you out, and then telling you to get out on top of it. Whatever. I was staying at my boyfriend's house for probably about a week because she refused to let me back in the house. Mind you, my mom had me when she was 16. My grandmother had her (laughs) when she was 16. So I had already broken that generational curse, but whatever. You know, people have the need to be on their high horse whenever they're ready to. We, um, at the time, I was coaching cheerleading, and um, my uncle asked for me and my boyfriend to come over to the house after practice. So he picked me up, go over to my uncle's house, and we're sitting in the living room, and he's like, you know why I am the way that I am with you? I'm just looking at him like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you know, when your mom got pregnant with you, your dad came to the house and he sat in the living room and told mom and pops that he would be here, that he would help take care of you. You know what I'm saying? And where he at? So now I'm looking like, I don't know where he at. (laughs) He's like, you don't even know who that nigga is. You know, that's the sad part about it. And what's worse is that I've seen him at least twice in one week at the store that you go to every day to play your mama numbers. You probably don't walk past this man on multiple occasions and don't even know who he is. This is why I'm the way that I am with you, because I don't want you to end up like your mama. And I'm sitting in the living room like, what do you mean? Because all I could hear was that, This man sits outside of this corner store that is directly across the street from my house where I go to play my mom's numbers every day. Meaning I've seen my father on multiple occasions and didn't even know who he was. And vice versa. He's probably seen me on multiple occasions and didn't know who I was. Now, like, I look like my mom, not a whole lot, but, like, a lot of people are always, like, you know, we're twins or whatever. We have the same smile, you know. So 
it's possible, but you know, people have doppelgangers and there's a lot of people that looks like somebody else. So I, I doubt that he would have thought that far into it. Fast forward to a couple of weeks after that, my mom's friend calls me to let me know that her and my mom were having a conversation about my real dad and she had asked her, did she ever plan on talking to me about it? And her answer was no. I brought it up to her. We fell out for a couple of months because of it. And that was that. The most frustrating thing is, is having a whole other side of you and not knowing anything. And then having the person who knows all the information, but refuses to give you any answers in regards to it. And the, the crazy part about it is, in my family, the way my family operates is that my mom does no wrong. So whenever anything is done, or let me rephrase that, whenever I do anything to her, the cavalry comes for me. Then I become public enemy number one. So when we fell out, naturally my granddad's on my line telling me how manipulative and disrespectful and rude I am. She lied and told them that I told my dad that he wasn't my daddy, which I never did. But, you know, anything to get a reaction out of people and to have them calling me to go off on me, they know I'm triggered. So whenever anyone calls my phone with foolishness, you just better be ready to get your ass handed to you. And that's just that. So I left it alone. Like, it bothered me. I cried about it. I was upset about it. But there was nothing I could do about it. And this is around the time that I started just accepting my mother for who she was. Because... Wanting her to be the mom that I wanted, who actually cared and wanted a relationship and wanted to see me progress and wanted to see me happy and wanted to just be honest with me, I just knew that that wasn't what I was going to get with her. So once I realized that this is not who this woman is, life for me started becoming a little bit easier because my feelings weren't hurt every time she did something shady. I could care less now, you know? Uh, so fast forward back to July of last year, again, me and my dad were having a conversation and it was brought up. Mind you, this man disclosed so much information to me, so much information to me, to the point that after our conversation was over, had I been in Miami and my mom been in my face, I probably would have fought her. And, and let's just be honest, I was that hurt to the point where I caught my best friends, they were on three-way and... I just told them everything that was just told to me and I cried and all they could do was apologize and empathize with me because it's just a rough situation to be in, you know, for my dad to tell me that they ran into him in the mall one day and I have a sister who might be about the same age as I am. Stuff like that bothers me because my sisters and I are extremely close. And just to think that I have other siblings out there just makes it even more frustrating because my sisters are like my best friends. And to know that I have another person or more people who can who could be just as much as my best friends as my sisters that I've been growing up with my whole life, that hurts me. He called her and he let her know that we had the conversation. And that she needed to come clean. Because he said he always felt like we should have had this conversation when I turned 15 or 16. Her response was she was going to take it to her grave. Again, I don't know what the situation was, what happened, or why she reacted the way that she did. But I know that my grandparents have a lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, he even went as far as telling me that they had a calendar on the refrigerator and every day there was something listed that she owed them for having her, for having me. And um, I guess he felt like he wanted to kind of save her from that situation. I felt like being removed from that situation would have been a perfect time for her to have this conversation with me. But here I am at 33, still not knowing who my father is. So the day after that, maybe two days, because I think I needed some time to calm down. I remember calling her being like, I'm not angry with you. I'm not upset. I'm more hurt than anything. Because again, to have a whole side of me that I know nothing about, it hurts me because I've always known that I've been different from everybody in my family. Just my thought process alone is different. You know what I'm saying? But not for nothing, health issues. There's so many things that are quote unquote hereditary. And what happens if I contract some type of disease that is hereditary? Now I can't trace it back because no one on my mom's side of the family has it, but I don't know my father to know if anybody on his side of the family suffers with it. You have personality traits like bipolar, schizophrenia, things like that, that are also passed down from parents to children that could be a thing. And again, I would know nothing about it. Even better, I had a whole child. And then the doctor, you know, they ask you, do you have anyone in your family that suffers with Down syndrome or autism? On my mom's side of the family, that's a no. But on my dad's side of the family, I can't tell you because I don't know who this man is. So as we're having, as I'm having this conversation, because at this point, she's not even saying anything. She's just sitting on the phone in silence. And I'm just like, I just don't understand why. And her logic was that she was trying to protect me. Okay, cool. I understand that. As a child, protect me all you need to or all you feel that you need to. But when the topic was brought up again at 21, me as an adult, I feel like the decision to reach out to him was mine. And whether he wanted something to do with me or not, that was for me to find out, not for you. I'm an adult, grown. I do very well with processing my feelings, processing my emotions and being aware of myself. So if I met this man and he said that this was not what he wanted, he did not want anything to do with me, it's going to hurt, but I will be all right. I've been through worse. When she told me that I don't understand why you're doing this to me, it took everything in me for me to not go off because... Sometimes I forget how selfish she can be. And in that moment, she reminded me of just how selfish she was or how selfish she is. You know, I just had to be like, you know, okay, forget everything else. I just want to know his name. And again, she's like, well, why do you want to know somebody who didn't want anything to do with you? Like, that's cool. Let me find that out. Like, let me be the judge of that. Let me do this. I'm like, Mari, so you're not going to give me his name. She pauses, and then she gives me one of the most generic names ever. And she's like, Tyrone Smith. <laughs> and I, and <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, really? You thought of the most blackest name you could think of. It's, it's a thousand and one Tyrones. Tyrone Smiths in Miami-Dade. 
Broward, Monroe, West Palm Beach County, whatever the case may be. So now you're sending me on a wild goose chase because trying to find this man with this name is literally going to be mission impossible, right? But she didn't care because her whole purpose is to keep me from knowing this information. And so I go back to my dad. I tell him the name that she told me. He's like, that's not it. He's like, I can't remember what it is, but I know for a fact that that's not it. I spent three days on classmates.com because from my knowledge, they lived in the same neighborhood and he attended Jackson Senior High School, which is the high school in the neighborhood that my mom grew up in. But she didn't go to that school. She went to Miami Lakes. I meant Miami Springs. So I spent three days on classmates.com looking at Jackson Senior High's yearbook from 1982 until 1990, looking at every picture. And I saw not one Tyrone Smith. (laughs) I went to Google and I put in Tyrone Smith of Miami, Florida. And about 600 of them came up. So I'm like, this is going to be pointless because what am I going to do? Just go around calling everybody and be like, hey, you ever had sex with a lady named Van? (laughs) No one has time for that. But to be completely honest with you, since finding out or not even since having the confirmation, because I always knew it was just never confirmed. This past year has probably been one of the most emotional years for me. Um, My biggest fear is that he'll pass away before I even get the opportunity to know who he is. Or I have grandparents who I'll never get a chance to meet. Or I have sisters and brothers that I'll never get a chance to meet. My son will never know his biological grandfather. Things of that nature and he'll never know me. It's been said that he came back around when I was one to try to have a relationship with me and he was ran away, you know? It's been said that people close to my mom knows who he is. I went as far as reaching out to my god brother because I was told that they used to hang out with each other. And I reached out to him and I asked him about it and he never wrote back. So it's kind of frustrating because it's like, where do I go? How do I look for this man? What can I do? I've thought about doing like the 23andMe or the DNA testing. I just don't know how accurate that stuff is or how truthful that information is. Um, I went as far as calling the hospital where I was born to find out how to obtain my original birth certificate because I found one that was altered. And then there was another one printed in October of 1990, which has my dad who's raised me since I was two named on there. Um, They directed me to Vital Statistics in Miami. I called them. They referred me to the Regional Bureau of Vital Statistics in Jacksonville. Then they referred me to another department. And then from there, they referred me to the Florida Adoption Registry. And I was instructed to fill out a form to register myself in this registry. And if he's looking for me and if they get a hit, I'd be notified. 
but the only way that I'd be able to obtain an original copy of my birth certificate would be if one of the biological parents requested it. Then that leaves me at a crossroad again because one, I don't know who my father is. And two, this is information that my mom doesn't even want me to know. So why would she even assist me in this process of trying to find out who my dad is? Just like as a, as a mother, I just couldn't fathom having that information and withholding that information from my son for so many reasons. One, that's just not who I am. And I just don't think that that's fair at all, especially because... That child deserves to know. And again, if the daddy wants to be a deadbeat, let that child form that opinion on this man for themselves. Don't be the one to do it for them. Because you can be absolutely incorrect about what this man's intentions were. And it is very possible that my grandparents might have run him away because they are that type of people, you know? But I will never know because... I have no way of being able to find out who he is, where he is, and if he's still alive to be able to even have these conversations with him. Just to know that this man has missed 33 years of my life and I've missed 33 years of having my biological father in my life, it's it, it, it hurts. And it started hurting even more because like me and my dad, who's been raising me since I was two, in December, we fell out. You know, I haven't spoken to this man since December 27th. We had one brief conversation maybe in like March and that's it. And then ever since then, he's been going around, you know, causing confusion, telling people like lies and then they're calling me and I have to clear it up. And it's just like, you know that I don't know who my daddy is. You you are the only daddy that I've ever known. And for you to treat me the way that you treat me, it just makes it even worse. So it makes the situation that much more painful for me. Like, I, all I want to do is I just want to know, you know? And I'm not sure how me wanting to know who I am is selfish or hurtful to her. But I can't continue to think about her or her feelings because she doesn't think about me and mine. And it's crazy because we talk almost every day. But she doesn't care because as long as I'm talking to her, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? And then she likes to paint this picture where she makes everybody believe that, like, we have this immaculate relationship when we don't. We don't at all, you know? And I deal with her because she's my mother and you only get one, you know? But there's a lot of things that she's done while I was growing up that... I told myself that I would never do to my child once I had one. And so far, so good. Um, but, you know, at this point, I'm just looking for resources or any type of help or like leads that I can do. If anybody has ever been in a situation, same as I am, if you can offer a helping hand for or any type of resources that would possibly help me to locate him I would greatly appreciate it if Oprah was still doing her show I would have reached out to Oprah and been like help me find my daddy but that's not the case anymore so now it's just left up to me and right now I just keep hitting I keep hitting you know brick walls so just trying to remain positive and hopeful during this process especially with everything that's going on with corona has been very very challenging 
this is probably one of the first times that I've actually been able to talk about it without getting emotional. And I did, you know, get a little choked up, but I was able to push through it. It's just, it's, it's, it's very sensitive for me. And I don't, you know, I don't do emotions and I don't do too much crying or anything. So when something affects me to the point where it makes me emotional, it's something serious. And I don't see the crime in me just wanting to know who I am and where I come from. I I could tell you everything there is to know about my mom's side of the family, you know. But to know that I know nothing about this man, it it hurts. It really does. But um, I just hope that eventually we can get past it. Or even one day we can we can have a conversation about it. Because right now, she's not mature enough to even sit down with me and have a conversation about it and be completely honest and transparent with me because she's so fixated on her being hurt. Which leads me to believe that it's so much more deeper than what it really is. And even if it is something deeper, like I'm not a judgmental person. Life happens. Things happen. I'm 33 years old. There's no reason why... My mom as an adult and me as an adult can't sit down and have an adult conversation about the man who contributed in making me (laughs) the things that happened between them and why she feels so strongly about me not knowing who this man is. I'm not quite sure what the top secret is. I don't know if she was raped. I don't know if it's a family friend, a relative. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, it's something to the point where they want to keep it under wraps. To the point that, again, when I asked her about it, my granddad called me again. And I politely had to put him in his place. And I disconnected my line. And then my uncle called me. And I gave him an ultimatum. You can either have a conversation with me or you can get your ass hung up on like your daddy. Choose wisely. It's just frustrating that no one sees how this affects me, but everybody just goes to bat for her because they're so fixated on preserving this image of her being all sweet and wholesome and dependable and everything like that. But then again, no one stops to think about how this affects me or why I'm so triggered and what they have and what role they play in me being so triggered. No one ever stops to think about that because my feelings don't matter at all, especially if it matters about me, which is weird. I don't understand that. But again, my family has a, a ass backwards ass way of thinking about things, but it's a generational curse that they refuse to break. My grandfather ain't meet his daddy until he was damn near 30. My grandma didn't meet her daddy until she was probably in her 20s. She didn't meet her sisters until she was in her 50s. You know what I'm saying? And then you have me who I don't know my daddy. And instead of them being like, we're going to stop this and we're going to do different this generation or this time around. As long as it's swept under the rug and their secrets are, and are tucked away and kept and no one knows They will proceed like nothing ever happened. But as soon as something gets out or or whatever, their little secrets are being threatened, then it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? And then now I'm under attack because I want to know who I am. I mean, again, I'm just open to any suggestions. Um any resources. 
anything. I'm just, I'm really trying. My whole goal this year was to at least attempt to locate him. And it's so hard because I don't even know where to start. But um, if anybody has been in a situation and has dealt with it, please let me know. You know, email me, uh, Sierra Media, and that's T as in Tango, C-I-E-R-R-A, media, at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You can DM me, T Sierra Media, on Instagram. Um, I, I just need help, you know? I just, I really just want to know who I am. And that's that. That's just, that's it. I want to know why I'm triggered. I want to know why I react to certain things. I just want to know grandparents, sisters, brothers, dad. I just want to know things. I just have so many questions and so many unresolved answers and so many feelings and anger and animosity. I just, there's a lot that's going on through my head and I keep it together for the most part. But like I fall apart at home sometimes because it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like I could never see myself putting my son in this situation ever. Like even when he asked me why him and me and his dad broke up, I just basically told him that we grew apart. We still love each other, but we wanted different things in our relationship. You know, with with without saying his daddy was a hoe <laughs> and just wanted to be out with his homies and do whole things. I just told him that daddy wanted to make friends and mommy was happy with the friends that she already had. You know, now if his daddy chooses to tell him when he gets of age about his wild dog ass ways, then that's his business. But I, I try to preserve, you know, the image that... He, I have painted of his father, but I feel like when they get older, they'll have that conversation. But like, I'm so open and honest with my son because I never want there to be secrets in, you know, between us because I know firsthand how secrets affect people. I I literally deal with trust issues because I've been lied to for 33 years. I deal with abandonment issues because I've been lied to for 33 years. So trying to be in a relationship, be vulnerable, open and honest with somebody is the hardest thing for me to do. Because one, I always feel like it's not going to last long and they're going to leave me eventually. And I don't know, you know, what I may or may not do for them to leave me. I just know that it's going to happen. Or like for me to be like, he didn't do anything or he's not giving me a reason to think that he's doing anything. I just don't trust him. I just feel like everybody has an ulterior motive. I hate being like that because it makes me feel like a mad woman, like a crazy woman. And I hate feeling like that. But these are the things that I deal with on a daily basis. I always feel like someone has an ulterior motive. I always feel like someone's going to abandon me. My circle is small because I keep the people around me who I know for a fact that I can trust that knows me and that will not hurt me. It's hard because like, how do I allow love in my life? when I can't let my guard down, you know, or I can't even open myself up for love or I don't even feel like I deserve love. And I do. It's just like, how do I convince myself of it when I've dealt with this for so long, so very long? Um, but yeah, that's about it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign out because emotions are starting to brew in. I don't really have time for emotions right now. Um, I'll post my wind down on my Instagram so you guys can see. 
I literally bought like three bottles of wine today. I bought a white, a rose, and a red. Uh, I just didn't do any research in regards to it. I drank the the Moscato, but I've also just been immersed immersed in trying to find resources to find my dad to the point where I didn't even do any research on the wine that I drank. I just know that it was really good. <laughs> but I will update it on my IG. I'm getting better about posting. I'm working on it so that I can keep you guys connected and involved and you know up to date on everything. But that's it for episode number seven. And until next week, I'll holla. <laughs>